Hello, what's going on, everybody? This is episode five, I believe, in the Crackhead Football Podcast. Here with Gabe and back with us again. Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? Uh, Glenn is officially back from a little bit of a two-week stand, but schedules had to align a little bit in a way. Um, we also do both work separate jobs other than this. Um, so some of the stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to go recap week one of football, and then we're also going to do some the baseball rule changes. Uh, I think we already covered Wedge on a before episode, but we'll probably do a little bit of a refresher on that, and then as well as a couple of other ones. So let's start off with the baseball one. Um, Mind if you explain the rules? Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, the MLB has somewhat confirmed that the Wedge is coming back not coming back is coming to the game um and it's basically denying the shift until the pitcher is thrown the ball um pitching change uh not well yeah pitching change the timing the timer for the pitcher is getting shorter i believe so they won't have as much time to sit there and ready for their pitch um, another one that i mean i think is interesting is um it's called oh bigger bases right? yeah it's 12 inches right now and they're raising it to 15 to 15 inches yeah and in a way though the bigger bases is probably the more stupid one i mean in my like, opinion i get it it's for safety reasons but like i mean the with how fast they run three inches isn't much yeah and as well as kind of the pitching timer, I get that one. That one, like, yeah, pitchers but... will take forever on the mound, and it, they're trying to speed up the game. Well, I mean, it like, was, it they only have 14 seconds now. It's only 14 seconds. Yeah. But even then, though, still, though, it's yeah. really trying to speed up the game and speed up the influence of the game. And, like... In general, like, I've seen this statistic with when people complain about on um, baseball not being fast enough, but they watch football and it's fast enough. Some of the baseball people, they'll go in and say, like, but there's more action per play as opposed to football. It's around, like, eight seconds per play as I mean, baseball. It's like a Baseball minute. plays are pretty quick as well. Yeah. But at the same time, though, it's the trying to get off the play like uh football it you have a 40 second play clock but even then it's still pretty fast there's still a lot of going into that play call as well as the intensity of the game and not saying baseball isn't too intense or whatever um well baseball it's just throw ball hope it doesn't get hit and if it does just grab it and throw the guy that's closest to them yeah but I mean, you know, baseball is a certain appeal. Uh, that's my appeal. But and I I agree with what some people say with football, how or other sports even how they're more exciting. I mean, every sport's got a more exciting, less exciting factor to them. Yeah, they got their own certain excitement. And then with the wedge one, I think we've already kind of explained our opinion a little bit. On I this I, one. I think I li- I like it honestly. You, you like it? I'm 
kind of iffy on it. I mean, it does seem like they're really trying to promote a lot more offense. I mean, well, because that, that's what people are looking for. You know, yeah. people people want to see high scoring games. I mean, Joey Gallo's really gonna love this one. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like it's it's gonna be for people. It's for the people, so we get higher scoring games, more runners on base, because that's what people like. Mm-hmm. Is when there's runners on base, and someone gets that knock to drive in a run. Oh, people go ballistic, you know. Yeah. But with the shift, you can't really do that. Yeah, if it's a ground ball straight into the shift. You know, it's easy double play. Yeah, you're screwed. Um, and. Although, kind of moving a little bit forward with the subject, I also do want to point out that Albert Pujols, he's getting quite close to that 700 there. Yeah, that's getting... I mean, I've been keeping an eye on most people. That 700, once he hits it, whether it be this season, next season, three seasons in advance, well, this, whatever. this is his last season, isn't it? He oh, said he maybe. was announcing retirement. Yeah, well, then you think back what Tom Brady did. He announced retirement, and then he's still playing today. Yeah, he announced retirement two months later. Yeah. Uh, I'm back. Even Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, if he doesn't hit 700, he's pretty damn close. You know, people are going to still be, you know... Like, he was close enough, you know? Yeah. And, like, he's at 697, I believe. Yeah, like, that's basically just round up. Yeah. And granted, in my true opinion, Albert Pujols, once he retires, he's by far a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's going to be inducted. Yeah. Granted, like, you do have... Like, Baseball Hall of Fame is one of the hardest to get into. Yeah. Like, Barry Bonson. But, like, some it. but some you definitely... Like, for example, David Ortiz, I knew, like, the yeah, day, the year he called his retirement, I knew he was going to be inducted. Yeah, he was I mean, he was, be he was amazing. Yeah. Um, another rule that I saw is uh, <laughs> two, but also one, auto umpires. Auto umpires. Oh, like, yeah. And they're still testing that one with, like... Um, was it uh, robot umpires like basic it's not an actual robot basically it's like a pitch collar on the um, sleeve they wear basically it vibrates if it was a strike and it does nothing if it's a ball for more accuracy but they might not do that because I also saw another rule that's been being tested right now is um, you can finally challenge balls and strikes ooh that that would be a lot of challenges well, it'd be the same rules with um, normal challenges, where you only get one after a certain amount of time. If you fail, the, if you lose the challenge, you don't get any more. If you win the challenge, you get the challenge back. Yeah, so really just try and save it until, like, you yeah, get really like, clutch moments. Yeah, like, bottom in the ninth, um, two outs, three-two count. You know, bases loaded. Yeah, and right? then that would be call, a good time to challenge. Yeah, and then they call striking. You're like, oh, like, it, like, yeah, exactly. It's it'll be it'll be interesting. But if they do that rule, I don't think that they're gonna use the uh, auto umpires because then there's no point in challenging. Yeah, that thing's pretty accurate anyway. Because I've seen it in action. They're testing it in the minors. So no more Angel Hernandez. God, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But anyways, um, with this general thing, why isn't it charging? Uh, with this general kind of ruling, I do believe that it will put a little more sort of integrity into the game with balls and strikes. And if, 
like say an umpire calls ball on like a very obvious strike call, then uh, I don't think that it's going to be we won't have that excuse of game is rigged or whatever. Granted, there are still going to be ways people are going to find that excuse, but um, through balls and strikes is where it's most commonly found. And as well as just kind of the umpire, just how hard it is to umpire a game, I think it's going to make it very yeah. much easier an umpire yeah umpiring is difficult i i i tried it it's pretty difficult i mean you have to deal with so many people yelling at you especially in little leagues never umpire little leagues yeah i get it that's where you have to start but if you could avoid it avoid it yeah because it's not even it's not even the coaches or the kids that are complaining the kids could give two shits it's, you know, they're just enjoying life it's the parents that you have to worry about yeah because their parents don't want to accept that their kid kids fucking sucks yeah just like strike uh, that wasn't a strike that was a ball yeah the heckling uh, heckling's alright but like some of them take it too far the one dad out. Uh, yeah it's always that one dad yeah. you ever see the uh, Saturday Night Live Will Ferrell skit yes I have seen that one it was pretty funny <laughs> get on the fucking bag Ah. Uh, but yeah, so now we're going to start going out a little more into the, I would say, football portion of things. Week one is officially here, um, and there's a lot of things that people have really kind of had their minds set on during the 2022-2023 uh, season. One of those being the Bears suck. Um, and they're like bottom power rankings, like number thirty second. One first team. week though. Yeah, it, it's the first week. And yeah, it's I mean, nineteen sixteen. A lot of times, yeah, it was a close game, but a lot well, of times you can 10. tell you can tell how like good of a season a team's gonna have, like a relatively like good idea of how good of a season a team's gonna have with their first game. Yeah, it like it was a nineteen to ten victory, and. Also, too, the San Francisco 49ers, who the Bears played, are in a lot of power rankings potentially a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're always a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So generally, just kind of like the Buccaneers. Buccaneers because they have Tom Brady, they're a Super Bowl contender until Tom Brady retires. Until Tom Brady, yeah. In which, let's not forget too, the Buccaneers still have the worst winning percentage. Of the entire league. Literally, I saw this statistic when you joined the uh, Raiders. Well, not the Raiders. The Buccaneers. Um, Brady would have to have 11 and 6 win seasons for the next 10 or 11 seasons just for the Buccaneers to have a winning per. Yeah, no. They, they drafted Tom Brady because he's basically... A win. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, he can't do everything, but they're definitely going to drop a couple because of the... Um, what's it called? Because of just how good of a um, quarterback he is. Yeah, I mean, he's the GOAT. He's won right. seven. Yeah, exactly. He's, um, he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, he's won more than any other franchise. Right. Um, and then, as well as, you know, just... Other things, the Packers got blown out in their first game. Yeah. Uh, it was, I believe, a 
twenty to seven victory for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Vikings are gonna have a pretty good season this year. Honestly, I think so too. Because well, I mean, in our fantasy, most most of like ours consists of the Bills, 49ers, Chiefs, and uh, Vikings. Yeah, I mean, like imagine benching the Bills though. I did. I know. <laughs> I shut up about that. Like I didn't mean to bench the Bulls Bills defense, not Bulls. Bills defense. Yeah, you benched the Bills defense. Well, I didn't even realize that I benched. I I have them starting next week though. Yeah. And I also kind of made a big trade uh this last week. Um here, I'm going to go into the league and actually go in and Explain the trade. So it was a three-way trade. Mm-hmm. It was between me, Sierra, and a friend from another school. His name is Kevy. Um, Yo, shout out to Kevy. Yeah. Um, I got Justin Jefferson and as well as, I believe, um, what was the other guy? I got Justin Jefferson and I believe, who was it? Who was it? I, I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, but Justin Jefferson was a big player that was in that trade. Um, here, I'll go into the actual uh, trade. So, I got Justin Jefferson and Dawson Knox. That's who I got. Um, Sierra got Joe Mixon, Jalen Waddle, and Pat Fryermuth. And Kevy got Antonio Gibson, George Kittle... Michael Thomas and James Conner. So it was kind of a big trade there. Um, and just in general, though, this week though was a pretty exciting week. Besides, you know, the two kind of blowout games. I would, well, I should say the one blowout game. No, it was two blowout games. It was the me and you. That was the first one. I won 209.5 to the however many... Yeah, like 130 or something. Yeah, plus whatever DK Metcalf gets tonight because we're recording this on a Monday, so Monday Night Football is tonight. And then as well as Sierra's game in which she lost against my uh, former co-worker. Name is Colby. Um... He won 188.22 to 157.5. So, and the other one is still kind of a 50-50 shot. Uh, Piero and Kevy, um, they both have two more players to play. And Piero has Jerry Judy, the running back, and uh, Jamal Williams, yeah. I believe. No, not Jamal Williams, Javante Williams. Uh, but yeah, those are kind of the two players to yeah. be looking at. All right, so kind of a little bit of a cutout error to the system. Um, we kind of got 15 minutes in through talking, and eventually it just, my laptop just died, so I apologize for that. Um,. But really what I was going through is like some players to be looking at um, in football. Um, 
and we're going to kind of continue on with this. I was supposed to have an interview scheduled for this week. There's going to be one for next week. Uh, this one's going to be with a football team player. Um, and luckily, it's going to be a Hinsdale South week, which is which is one of our biggest rivals at Downers Grove South. So this is going to be something to be looking forward to. Um, anyways, we're going to try and continue on with what I'm trying to go through here. Um, today is Wednesday. Um, it is kind of a late episode. So we're going to be trying to get through this as much as possible. The... Broncos. The Broncos have actually lost by one point, losing to Geno Smith, in which had a incredible game, by the way. Um, I am actually kind of surprised what he has brought to the table. Granted, I kind of want to give it a few weeks to try and test the waters here. I know I was saying the Bears really put in a statement went on what they can go through, and it was a monsoon one. So it's, I'm not saying that they're going to be the greatest team of all time. They still suck. But, you know, give it a few weeks. And it's kind of certain things. Tomorrow being Thursday, um... In which by when you guys are going to be getting this, which is going to be on Thursday. So I really can say tonight. Um, the Chiefs and the Chargers will be playing. And honestly, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Granted, I'm going to be working during kickoff, but I'm fine with it as long as I can catch a little bit of the game. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to be facing off Justin Herbert in a primetime matchup. And what do you know is going to be on Amazon Prime? The first game that's going to be on Amazon Prime this year. Um, My biggest prediction is that the Chargers are going to win this game. Um, The Chargers will win. And it's going to be a very close matchup. And I do think it's going to be kind of offensive held. But I think... The Chargers' defense in which what they have in Khalil Mack and as well as Joey Bosa at the pass rush and as well as their secondary in which they have um, Derwin James and as well as other top key players to be looking for. I really do think that the Chargers are going to win and top over the Chiefs. The Chiefs have lost a lot in what... They actually have, and granted, they are kind of being carried by Patrick Mahomes at the moment. The defense did seem like it's going to be getting a little bit better. But other than that, kind of, it's kind of a game that I'm looking forward to. All the AFC West games I'm kind of looking forward to in a way. Um, And kind of the biggest point of topic here as well is you know week two is going to be a plethora of games Sunday night football is the Bears and Packers Uh, the Packers are coming off of a blowout loss to the Minnesota Vikings already I'm seeing a lot of overreactions about the Packers on whether they still got it or not let's not forget about last year with the Packers they got blown out in week one and what do you know they go out for a a 14 and 3 season a 13 and 4 season uh, and end up being the top seed in the NFC 
in the NFC. Uh, granted, losing to the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round, but if you're a Packer fan, you don't want to talk about that. Um, And really, just kind of... With this game, I do think the Packers are going to win. It's going to be a close matchup. I do think that it's going to be a little more defensive held. I do think the Bears' defense is still as good as it will be. Eddie Jackson has kind of gotten back into his original form, in which I really think he's going to be back into his original form due to the scheme that he's in, a 4-3 scheme in which he really kind of thrives on, I feel. And as well as we got Jaquan Brisker, in which is already seeming like he's going to be a top guy to be looking to. And then as well as Jalen Johnson. So the really big things that if the Bears are going to win this game, it's going to be because be because of their defense and their secondary. And the offense is kind of all right. We didn't actually get anything going until the second half against the 49ers, to be honest. But, you know, if we actually have like a half that we did for both halves against the 49ers, I really do think that it's going to be a great game. And potentially if the Bears can play, like they did in that second half, it can be a win. Granted, we need to see more Caro Santos actual kicks and for field goals and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. S- players that I also want to mention for kind of fantasy football reasons in which I'm going to do kind of a start and sit type segment. Um, Top players I want to start. Number one, automatically, very obvious choice, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is coming off of a big week last week. I really do think that he's going to be coming to a big week this week. I think that Justin Jefferson is a guy to start this week. Uh, Another guy is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry kind of coming off of a slow start. But honestly, I do think with King Henry, he's going to be coming back into this next one with a really big week to come for fantasy players. So make sure to start Derrick Henry. Um, and then another guy I want to mention too, Antonio Gibson. He has been busting a few seasons. But here's the thing. He really is kind of that top priority player. And... Honestly, he came out with 20 points last last week. I would expect him to at least put 10-plus points up. So I would try and make a move to try and start him because he could be coming out for a breakout season. Uh, some of the sit players. Um, one of them is being Brees Hall. Brees Hall is a Jets running back. Um, he came off kind of a slow week last week, 10.10 points on fantasy last week. So we can kind of improve on that spectrum, um, as well as just some other things that are going on within the Jets organization. I do think with Zach Wilson coming back, potentially, you know, it's actually going to help him with the pass game and whatnot. So maybe look at like uh, Jets wide receivers, maybe like Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson. 
Another start I want to put in um, is Darnell Mooney. Uh, Darnell Mooney is kind of off to a slow start with a slow week. Didn't really go for much last week. Um, But I think that after this slow start, he's going to be getting a lot of targets this next game against the Packers. I really think that we're going to be trying to feed the ball to Darnell Mooney this upcoming week. Um, mainly due to how he did last week as well as just trying to move forward and be like, all right, let's try and get these position players back in the game and maybe potentially we're going to start getting into a little bit of a rhythm here. Uh, a sit um, is going to be David Montgomery. David Montgomery came off of a decent week last week, but the Green Bay Packers kind of rushing attack I guess against the rush I should say the Packers defense they have a really good run defense um Kenny Clark you also have uh decent linebackers um and as well as kind of the pass game to allow a little bit of shutdown but my biggest worry there is Kenny Clark um and also I by decent linebackers, I mean Devondre Campbell. So if the Packers have Devondre Campbell, he's going to be a kind of that force to reckon with. Another player that I want to start is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey coming off 15, point, 15 points. But at the same time, though, I do think that he's going to be coming out with like at least 30 points this next week. It's Christian McCaffrey. But, yeah, those are kind of my start and sit players for fantasy football. Um, Honestly, just try and – my biggest things are try and look for the defense that another team is – that another player is playing. So maybe up and coming there's going to be more in-depth stuff coming out here soon. Um, this is kind of last second, so I kind of didn't really get myself into a full in-depth research. So I do know based off what teams that they are playing on who to start and sit and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of really where I'm at here. We're kind of at the 26 mark. 26 minute mark here on this podcast um so we're gonna try and start closing this out here next week be on the lookout i'm hoping to get this uh dgs football interview in and eventually i gotta get one of the boys on the golf team um just whoever is looking to get an interview at this point um and if you're willing to get to the school by the time the buses get there, uh, reach out to me. <laughs> but, and also I have reached out to several of you. Well, the several being two players. But other than that, though, really we're going to try and get that golf interview in here sometime soon. I do know that you guys 
have gone undefeated in conference again, making our team, just in general, the seniors on the team, undefeated in conference throughout their whole entire high school career. Congratulations to you guys. Um, But, yeah, so those are kind of going to be the big moments for next week, as well as we're going to be looking at some of the final fantasy scores of, I guess, this week, because this week was the actual final um well actually i'll go yeah we'll still call it this week because you guys are going to be hearing it on thursday other than that though that's really it so if you want to tune in next week we're gonna have a lot more coming to you guys um hopefully some other big news stuff such as what we got with the mlb this week and as well as maybe more nfl news other than that, tune in next time. Follow on social media, Crackhead Football Podcast on Instagram. Um, even check it out on Twitter. We have a TikTok. Um, granted, we don't post on the TikTok that much, but we're going to try and do as much as we can here. Other than that, until next week, and tune in. This is Gabriel of the Crackhead Football Podcast. Tune in out. Yeah.